your weekly Selk Grassroots podcast, brought to you by the Down to Play app. Welcome, and now for this week's edition of All Around the Leagues. So on today's interview in All Around the Leagues, I speak to Sam, the manager, and Taryn, the assistant manager of Greenway's OB in the Rochester and District. Um, I've got to make a confession here. I've got a big soft spot for uh, grand sports in the uh, Rochester and District. Um, But from following the Rochester and District via uh, Rav, our contributor, um, it seems that uh, Greenway's OB and them have a fantastic uh, little bit of um, rivalry and banter between the two of them. And I have started watching uh, out for the boys and, and I'm really glad to get Sam and Taryn onto the um, podcast to tell us a bit more about their club. Boys, how are you doing? Not too bad, not too bad. How are you? Very well. As we were just speaking off mic, a little bit of rain this morning is making, uh, making my knees feel looser already. We're looking forward to it with too many bruised bodies from these concrete pitches, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, it's just the recovery from it all, isn't it, that takes those extra couple of days. You just think, like, where, why haven't they been watering the pitches? They've had five months, these groundsmen, to be uh, to be watering and preparing their pitches. And it looks it like they have It doesn't help when all the boys come back two stone overweight either and their legs are a lot heavier. <laughs> it makes it an awful lot harder. That's true, that's true. Right, so let's get into the interview. Let's have a quick brief history of the club, um, how you became involved in the club, uh, and maybe a little bit of a CV on, on what you've done in football leading up to your current roles within uh, Greenway's OB. Yeah, definitely. Well, the club, as I'm sure most people know, was formed um, in 2005 um, following the tragic death of Jason A. Skill. Um, Jason passed away in 2003. Um, and as a brilliant gesture, a lot of his pals and group of friends decided to start up a football club in his memory. Yeah. Um, and his dad, George, who is now our club president, was asked to run it. So it started off playing lower league Saturdays. I was actually involved and played in, in the first first few teams in the first few years. Um, the club grew very quickly um, and we ended up having sort of several youth teams um, and a Kent County side within quite a short space of time. We also had a Gravesend League side, which no longer exists. Yep. The Gravesend League no longer exists. Um, and we won pretty much everything in a very short space of time. Um, the club then rebranded, um, and unfortunately we fell out of the Kent County League, which ended up meaning a lot of the players sort of moved on as such. Although the club continued, it didn't bring back the Saturday sort of senior side until only a few years ago, about four or five years ago, as far as I'm aware. Um, Taryn and I actually ended up going to Gurunanak, uh, okay. where we spent quite a few years, and we managed the reserve team over there in the Kent County League, which was very successful. Um, and then a lot of us fell out of football, to be honest with you, for probably two years. Um, and then last year, it all started with a drunk conversation in the pub. As, uh, as these things do. It, yeah, absolutely. And a lot of us decided that we wanted to have another crack at it. I mean... Despite the fact we are we have the OB in our in our name, which stands for Old Boys, yep. um, we decided we was going to have another crack. It, it was gonna it was geared up to be a bit of a pre vets team, yeah, um, just as a bit of a last hurrah. Taron is um, um, Taron Super Vets though, isn't he? 
Yeah, there's a bit of a sore subject this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get involved in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to point out, Taron was part of a back three last last week with a combined age of 128. <laughs> <laughs> but we did win. I will, I will say we won. <laughs> so, um, so yeah. Long story short, we we it was sort of geared up as a sort of pre vets team in the R and D league, um, and in, in within the space of a few weeks, and once we all started to get the bug back for it, we realised we were still pretty good. Yeah. Um, as arrogant as that may sound, um, and we ended up again through a sort of circle of friends. We ended up getting some really good players in. Um, I mean, we've got quite a few boys who have gone and played at really high level previously. I mean, not in recent times, by all accounts. Um, but we've got a couple of guys that have played professional football okay. at an early age and then obviously gone and played scaffold and so forth. Um, and then as the season developed last year, which was obviously our first season, Division 4, we was top of the league for most of the season and we was also top when obviously the season was null and voided. Yeah. Um, we decided we wanted to take it a little bit more seriously, but also had a little bit more sort of fun to it. Um, but obviously, going back to the original point, <clears throat> we, we, we were all involved with Aces really for the reason that a lot of us are, were all very close to George and his son Jason. So it's all for the right reasons. Yeah. We've got a really good bunch of boys. And obviously the club itself, going away from our team, is growing from strength to strength. I mean, the, the Kent County team reached the Kent Cup final last year. Yep. Um, I think we've got 27 or 28 teams in total this year. The youth structure is fantastic. Brilliant. Um, so, yeah, the club's on the ups. It's a good time to be involved with it. Um, well, where would where would you have voted? I know it sounds like you were top of the league, so points per game or that would have, would have benefited you. But how do you feel about the points per game or null and void situation? Me personally, and me and Taryn disagree on this, I personally believe that we, we had played over three, well, I think we had played 77% or whatever it was of the fixtures, right? And I know it's very easy to say when you're sitting top of the league. I believe if you've played three quarters and you're going to finish it, it should be done as where you're standing. You know, if you've played 50%, I completely get that. Um, we was in a really good position. I think we had, a, we was 25 goals clear on the goal difference. I think we was... Uh, two points clear with the game in hand. Although, I have to say, we did have to play um, both Eccles and Woodham, who were in second and third, respectively. Yeah. So we, we could have quite easily finished third if we'd have lost both of those games, you know. Um, but I'm not a fan of the points per game thing, to be honest with you. I think it's a very unfair way of doing it. I mean, look at Ebsfleet, for example, you know. Um, I think they would have absolutely stayed up. Yeah. And they've ended up being relegated, haven't they? So I'm not a fan of it. So, to be honest with you, I would rather it have been null and voided than the points per game, even though we, well, I'm pretty sure we would have won it. Um, although I don't know, we may not have won it actually on points per game. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough one, really. Like, for me, um, I feel as time's not on my side anymore in footballing terms, um, I'd like to have bowed out properly, maybe. Yeah. Instead, I've got to play another season this year now. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> we have heard that for the last eight years. So, I, 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 <laughs> so where, what's happened with you guys um, this season? Are you, have you been promoted? Have they rejigged re the um, constitution and put you up? Or are you back in the yeah, same division? We, was, we, we've been shunted to Division 2. Along, Although, to be fair, I think half of Division 4 has now been moved to Division 2. Um, and obviously, the newly formed reserve side... Um, 
they have gone into Division 4, although they will be sort of acting as the reserves for the Kent County team. Okay. Stuff. Um, so, yeah, it's completely been restructured. I mean, to be fair to the league, they're very good, actually. I mean, we've never had any issues with them. I think they're very much old school, um, you know, to the extent that they, they hate the roll-on, roll-off and yeah. things like that. But it is, you know, it's quite well run. It's run by a decent group of guys. Um, you know, for half the stuff, I think they get quite a lot of unfair stick, actually. <laughs> But, um, no, we, we enjoy it. You know, it's, it suits our boys down to the ground, as it means we don't have to travel very far anymore. Um, <laughs> it does, no, get, it, it does get like that, doesn't it? The more ambitious you want to be, you do find, I mean, you look at the some of the distances that the Kent County Prem boys are doing, uh, where it's not uh, regionalised. You look at teams like Peckham Town going all the way down to... Um, Folkestone, but uh, yeah. basically, and for Hawkins and that, and you just think that's a, such a mad, um, a, such a mad journey for, you know, it's not even step seven, it's not even no, in the, the non-league I mean, pyramid now. This, this is well, I think this is part of the reason a lot of us fell out of it. That we spent sort of best part of, you know, five, six, seven, eight years travelling all around and doing it. I mean, obviously, when you're a little bit younger and you haven't got the family commitments, etc., it becomes a lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it seems to stand to the ground now. We've got a lot, a lot of our guys. Like I say, I think we've, we've. I mean, this year we've injected a little bit of youth actually. But um, last year the average age was about thirty, right? And obviously we've got a couple. Trying to kick me in a minute. Um, we've got a couple of guys obviously in their forties. So do you know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it doesn't. The travelling doesn't suit anymore, you know. But we all still want to play, um, and we didn't really. Whilst I'm a big fan of Sunday football, and we all play ourselves. We wanted to sort of stick to the Saturdays just to try and add that sort of level of professionalism, if you like. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, aspirations, I think you've touched on some honours honors there. Um, the aspirations for the club, is it just take it a year at a time and enjoy it, or is, it, or is there a bit of a bigger picture with, with, no, your, definitely with your specific not. I team? mean, obviously, like I say, we're, we're a little bit, so I would say we're probably slightly excluded from the terms of the club aspirations. The club itself, obviously... They're currently undergoing massive ground redevelopments. Um, you know, which we've all we've seen the photos and we've you know and the plans, and they've got they've had builders up there and workmen for the last sort of six weeks. So I think that's going to be ongoing for the next sort of four to six weeks. The plans are huge, you know, and I think the club's lucky enough to have a private facility. So I think the plan from a football club point of view. He's climbed the ladder, you know. Yeah. I would I would imagine Skeffel's got to be the target in the next two years. We obviously fall slightly outside of that, um, as, well, as there's no way we will be around and playing by the time that happens. And yeah. to be fair, despite the fact we, we've got some fantastic players in our squad, um, but we're not naive enough to think that we can still go and do it at that level anymore. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, what, so for your club, what is the what is the aim? Do you know much about... Um, the clubs that you're going into Division Two with is it? Is there a chance you could nick nick a nick a league title or a cup a cup definitely, final next definitely season? Definitely the goal. Definitely the goal. Um, I think last year the plan was to go and win as much as we can. And dare I say, I'm 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 going to put myself out to dry here. We did make the cup semi final, um, and we was I believe what was it? Was we two nil up against the teams? I think two divisions above. Yeah. And I I'm also player I play in goal um, and I dropped an absolute clanger um, <laughs> which ended up 
being the start of our downfall. So the boys don't let me live this one down. That if it wasn't for me, there Adam, we would have won a cup last year as well. But no, definitely. I mean, we've got a really good side. We've made some massive squad improvements this year. Um, we lost one or two, um, but we've signed some really good players, um, and that, we've had that little bit of an injection of youth. We've managed to get a few marquee signings out from from our black book of contacts as well. How long we're going to convince them to stay in the R&D for, I don't know. Um, we've actually nicked one who was playing regularly in the Conference South only two years ago. <laughs> so, quite how long we'll be able to keep him stuck around for, I don't know. But we're getting there. And one I believe you know, Andrew. Go on. Jason Ward. Yeah, you signed Jace from Halstead. Yeah. Bloody hell. How'd you manage that? Took some work and... Um, Put some leaning on him and put some bobs like that. But, um, yeah. and, a, and a pay rise and the promise of... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> no, he's a good yeah. player, Jason. He's a very good player. I watched him a couple... Actually, I refed um, Greenway's aces against um, Halstead last season and um, yeah. in the in Div 3 West of um, Kent County. And uh, yeah, Jace, that's a real good signing. He's a fantastic yeah. player. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's one of my... Highlights my marquee son. <laughs> <laughs> Congrats on that. So, who's your biggest rival? Who's standing out as a rival? Um, maybe not punches and all that, and fighting on the pitch and all that crap. That, that no, we're, we're too old and long in the tooth for that, unfortunately. Uh, which, which games do you look at through the fixtures and you think, or you look up the divisions and think, oh, we'd like to get them in a in a cup or, or something I'll be honest, like that? we've got a few. Obviously, FC Grand, Rav, he's in fact a good friend of mine. Yeah. Um, we've known each other for years, going back to the sort of goon and that connection. So, we have quite a lot of banter back and forth. So we're, but to be fair, they're a really good bunch of boys, you yeah. know. Um, but I have to say, and I maybe being one of the Twitter admins myself, I might maybe slightly to blame for this. We found a lot of teams took a bit of a disliking to us last year. Um, <laughs> so we had one or two feisty games, but they was all in good spirits. You know, we've never had any games ending, any sort of scraps or anything like that. Yeah. Um, in fact, we had a, I think we only had three yellow cards all season. We didn't have but we look forward to the FC Woodham game. That's always a good one. And also Eccles Reserves, who were in our league. Although, whether it's the reserves or first team, I don't know. So the squad tends to, to, tends to change, depending. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, um, but I would say for me, it's FC Grand. Uh, we've actually got them next Saturday in a pre-season game. But there's no friendlies when it comes to me and Rev. No, I mean, the whole sort of, the whole, similarly to you, like, obviously, their football club is set up on the back of a of some youth set up or youth support network thing, isn't it? It's the, yeah, that's it, yeah. And the, the way that um, Rav's doing it, obviously he's a contributor to um, the All Around the League's uh, weekly podcast and he's done a fantastic job. But I just really respect um, the way they're doing it down there, uh, linking the team now. I think they've, they're changing the name of the club to match the 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 support the social stuff that they're doing it's great and I, I love to see the to and fro and, and from you guys on on Twitter I think uh, Twitter is a really important tool for clubs especially in the lower levels to to get their information out and I think um, you do it really well do you see do you see social media as an important part of, of running yeah, a, massively. a club I mean we, we love it well one of our <clears throat> again, sorry just going back to the aspirations thing. What we have decided to do this year, the OB side, is venture into the YouTube. Okay. Um, so we, we're going to try and do that. And without the um, 
without the social media, it's not possible, is it? You know. No. Um, I mean, then again, I'm not sure. Do you want Do you want your clangers put on uh, YouTube, Sam? That's the problem. Well, luckily, I'm going to be. I'm the manager, so I get to edit it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm going to put everyone else's in, I've got to put mine in. Um, but yeah, that's the plan for us. I mean, Taron knows a few of the guys at SC Dons, um, and so we, we. I mean, they them guys are really helpful with us actually. So we sort of saw a bit of a niche. I mean, don't get me wrong, we have no aspirations to try and do anything like what they've done. It was more a case of we wanted something to be able to sit back and laugh at, look, laugh at in yeah. a few years' time. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, no. Uh, we've got a fantastic bunch of characters in our in our changing room, I have to say. Um, so it would make very good viewing. So the sort of the tagline is, we used to be good at football, we drank too much beer, and we don't like travelling very far. <laughs> <laughs> it's snappy, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so you can imagine what you're going to be watching. Yeah, no, I look forward to it, and uh, we'll obviously help you um, share the word and all that on on Twitter of all that stuff. Just keep us keep us uh, tagged into your post, and we'll help you out. Try and get Definitely. a bit a few views Thank on you. it. So on to um, the your division uh, next season. Um, if not you, obviously you're aiming to win the win the league and win a win your sort of divisional section cup. Um, but if not you, who would you like to win the league, or who would you think's going to win the league if you wouldn't like anyone else to win it? Who do you think? You know what? It's a tough one because obviously Grand are not in our division. Otherwise, I would have had to have said them. Yeah. Um, probably I quite like Eccles to be honest with you. Um, I mean, they was a quite they was quite a good bunch of boys. We had a good laugh with them afterwards, etc. Um, so yeah, I, I'd probably have to go for Eccles. What about you, Tom? Yeah, I'd probably agree. I mean, the Walden game was a little bit more feisty and a little bit less football orientated, but um, Eccles seemed to be a, a decent squad. So on that note, I think we'll go for Woodham to be relegated. <laughs> <laughs> you can have them so they'll be relegated. That saved me asking a question. Um, who's going to win the cup? Well, I'd like to think us, but if it's not us, we are in the same cups as FC Grand, so I'll give Brad a little nod of approval there. Okay, we'll back that. And and uh, would Woodham to be relegated? Did you say? Yeah, why not? I'm I'm going to get views for this on social media now. <laughs> well, we'll be sure to tag them all in when I when I put the uh, when I put the show out. We'll tag them all in. <laughs> That'll make it nice for you on the first game of the season against them, won't it? Yeah, can't wait. Thanks, mate. <laughs> right, so we we'll just jump ahead of the teammates section uh, for a minute, and I just want to ask you a couple of questions about last season. You may have already covered it, but we'll ask it again. Who was the best overall team that you faced last season? I have to say, this is an absolute no-brainer. Um, I think they, I think you work with them as well. We we drew Selhurst in yeah. the in the Kent Cup. Yeah, and I kid you not, they were the best footballing side. And I would I would go as far to say I've played against in the last probably eight years, okay. including Kent County teams. How they are only playing at that level with some of the players they have is beyond me. Um, I mean, we was four 0 down at half time. We managed to pull it back to four two. But there was one chap in particular, I can't remember his name. Um, and there was another chap called Rob who played for them. And I kid you not, he, he scored the best free kick I've ever seen at grassroots level. Okay. He, uh, honestly, that was a brilliant team. And they all come back to the pub with us. Um, and we all got stupidly drunk together, which is always good. Uh, but yeah, they was definitely the best side we come across, without a doubt. Yeah, Callum is the um, is the contributor for um, Sir Lust. I think he's involved 
as a player on a Saturday and Sunday for him and he's passionate about him and I think he has he's played a, at a good level himself I think he dropped down from Croydon in the in the scaffold to um, play for them and obviously he's part of setting up the club and they're making their way through um, the various levels at the moment but yeah they are well, a good we have side. actually got them on the 29th in a pre-season game which we are hoping will be our first filmed episode actually oh, wow. um so, yeah, no, we, we're, they're a really good bunch of boys, kind of in particular. So, yeah, massive shout-out to them. Nice one. So, what's your favourite game overall last season? Not 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 the best opposition, but which game do you look back at the season and think, oh, yeah, that was great? I do, I've got two, actually. Okay. Um, first one would be Eccles Reserves in the Cup. Um, I think we was very complacent. We ended up, we was top of the league and flying at this point. We was putting like eight or nine past teams every week. We ended up walking at half-time 4-0 down. Bloody and hell. it was possibly the worst performance I've ever seen. Um, to say I read the right act would be a bit of an understatement. I think I had to be held back from one or two players, actually. <laughs> um, but it worked because we, uh, we ended up going 4 all. And we then, in the last, uh, probably the last, with four minutes to go, they've whipped in across from the left. Our fullbacks tried to block it, and he sent it looping up in the air and over my head. The only shot they had in the whole of the second half, so we've gone 5-4 down. Um, <laughs> the last kick of the game, we've been given a penalty, a dubious one as well, may I add, but I'll take it. So we went 5-5, five, five, extra time, we've ended up coming out 9-5 winners. Jesus so that Christ, one, what a game. Uh, it was unbelievable. I mean, it, uh, yeah, yeah, my blood pressure was sort of roof afterwards. <laughs> but, um, but that one stands out. And the other one for me was we had FC Woodham. Um, it was, I believe they was top at the time. We had them away. And uh, on the Friday, I think this was relatively early in the season, We, I think we had 13 players missing. So, we had to call in a few favours. We had one chap called Yaya, who played for Taran, Taran and Ike Guru Nanak. Um, his brother's actually a professional in the Bundesliga, but it's fair to say Yaya didn't get the same footballing team. <laughs> um, he came in and played his first game in three years and was an absolute man mountain. We was 2-0 down, and then we come back to a win 5-2. Um, but that was a great game. The boys showed some brilliant spirit. It was a little bit feisty, that one, but... Uh, but yeah, those are two for me. Tony, you got any that stick out? No, I, I'll agree. Um, the Borden game, especially, was a big, a big turn, a big win because they were on the sidelines. You could imagine, nicely not we're away from home. Um, yeah, very big one. And um, again, cup game. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, both of them. I'll go with them. Nice one. Just a quick, just a quick word on the Rochester and District. Um, I think um, the Kent County gets all of the sort of chat, and because it's the the county wide league. Um, but we're noticing that district level leagues like the Bromley and South London and the Rochester and District they're continuing to grow and improve. What What are your thoughts on the overall quality uh, in the Rochester and Rochester? To be and fair, district? having played in that in the Kent County leagues for years, I, I can honestly say I don't see a lot of difference at all. Um, some of the teams in particular in the R&D Prem could quite easily go and play in Div 2, Div 1 of the Kent County League. Um, what, do you think, um, what do you think stops them or do you think that it's just good enough quality? to? It, it, no, it's that commitment level, I think. I mean, uh, we, we toyed with the idea this summer of going, right, so we try and go back into the Kent County League. Do you know? uh, but 
I, I mean, I do get it. For us, it's more of a commitment thing. The one thing I would say, and again, teams might not like me saying this, I notice the average age of teams in the, in the R&D is generally either very young or older. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, you, it doesn't see, you don't seem to get that blend of sort of players in your prime, if you like, that you get at the King County level. So I would imagine that plays a part. And also, again, it's a travelling, isn't it? You know, um, even the, some of the boys that we've got, we've leaned on the fact that we've signed this summer. We've leaned on the fact that, that you don't have to travel. And it suits people down to the ground, especially with young families. But to be honest with you, there's some brilliant players in these leagues, you know, that I've got no doubt can go step up and play higher. That's good to hear. As I say, um, you you mentioned that the committee are a bit old school, but it, it seems they've it seems that they've definitely got their head screwed on, and and maintaining a league is important. So many so many leagues have dropped out of um, existence recently. Be it Sundays or Saturdays, are just it's, it's it's been a struggle to maintain football, especially sort of down beyond um, like Medway and 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 lower. It seems that um, leagues are struggling, so it's really good to hear. Uh, leagues like the Rochester and District uh, not only growing but uh, the quality is improving as well that's excellent to hear no definitely I think I think this year though there's um, I, don't, I couldn't tell you how many but there was at least 10, 10 new teams as well yeah. um, and I think only two or three dropped out so yeah it's in a good place it's in a good place and it suits us as well like I say we've certainly not got a bad word to say about them they've been brilliant for us fantastic right so now on to your teammates where this might be a little precursor to your YouTube channel and giving us the names that we need to look out for on your uh, on your channel for the shenanigans that are going to be going on, on on the videos. Right. I want first name and surname, please, of these players because we need to give them. Do we need to give them the disrespect that they deserve on the back? Absolutely of these right. Absolutely right. <laughs> right. So first question: Who's got the worst banter at Greenways OB? Tarrant, go on. I'd say Drayer. I'd agree with that's what we come up with. His name is Dreya Neki Geary, if I pronounced that correctly. Um, yeah. He proclaims himself to be the Italian, uh, well, he is half Italian, but he portrays himself to be Perlo, um, which you can imagine when he plays centre half gives us a bit of a heart attack. He's <laughs> the first one to dish out any abuse to anyone for whether it be a poor touch. But I've never met a man that cannot take any back <laughs> at all whatsoever. <laughs> um, so he's a bit of a sensitive one, but what a player. I mean, he played really high level as a kid as well. But yeah, he definitely got the worst banter. So Dre needs to sort himself out. How did that, um, how did his banter manifest itself during the lockdown period in the WhatsApp groups? Oh, he was just telling us uh, when, when he came back, we was going to see this lean, mean string pulling machine. <laughs> And, and, and I won't go into too much detail, but he didn't have the best start to our first two games. Um, and his shirt was a little bit too tight, so he's had to change his squad number this year. <laughs> right, next question. Who's the worst dressed? Well, definitely Ashley Watts. Um, that is when he gets dressed. Taryn and I take turns in washing the kit. Um, and we got to Christmas last year and we had a whole box of lost property, if you like, yeah. that had found its way into the changing room, including three pairs of pants, um, numerous pairs of socks. We had four or five full track suits and it all belonged to Ash. So the, the clothing he wears is slightly questionable, to say the least. But more to the <laughs> point, that's when he gets dressed. We can't work out 
what he goes home in. <laughs> <laughs> Are other players n- losing their clothes? Is he just nicking other players? No, it only ever seems to be his stuff. I think the guy would forget his like head if it wasn't on top of his shoulders. <laughs> so Ashley needs a bit of advice on his fashion wear. So we'll we'll keep an eye out for him on the videos. He'll be the bloke wearing boot cut jeans uh, and all that, will he? That's it. The flares, and he's got the. <laughs> Biggest, most unkept afro you've ever seen in your life. So you definitely won't miss him. <laughs> Who's the biggest moaner on the pitch? Well, I, I think if you ask the boys, they definitely say me. Um, and I think Taron would probably be in with a shout. We could be winning 4 0. And if it's if I see something I don't like, then I'll take we, we had we had a, we actually had a game on Wednesday where we won a penalty, and whilst all the boys were cheering, saying "Well done." I've managed to, without even realising, go on a 20-yard sprint to the halfway line and start shouting and sort of saying, not well done, you should have taken the shot earlier. Um, <laughs> so I would, the boys would say me, but I would again go with Dreya. OK, he's getting a bit of a hammering today, isn't he? The poor bloke. Right. Who's got the worst taste in music? Unfortunately, it's got to be Ash with his uh, Afro beats. He, he likes to bring the speaker along, um, but no one else is allowed to put their music on, unfortunately. So, yeah, we won't go into the music taste because a lot of us don't actually understand a lot of what he listens to. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the longest in the shower? Theo Kennedy. He's the only man I've ever known to bring his exfoliating gloves and cocoa butter into the football changing room so you can imagine the abuse he gets and I kid you not the man could say if he played five minutes he would need a half an hour shower okay so he's uh, got lovely smooth soft skin though well yeah (laughs) (laughs) so on to the next two questions and this is an opportunity to big a couple of players up and and uh, give credit where it's due who's the player's player uh, we had a clean swoop last year, Nathan Dunlop, our midfield general. Um, he was actually a player we inherited. Um, we, Nathan wasn't in our sort of social circle as friends, although now we can't get rid of him. Um, but what a <laughs> player. Um, I would go as far to say, probably, he's never really played at a higher level. Um, but how he hasn't is beyond me, because he's one of the best players I've ever seen or played with. He, he won Players Player of the Year last year. With I think it was 15 out of 22 votes, so that speaks volumes for me. Um, and he also he cleaned up. He took manager's player of the year as well, which me and Town agreed on. So yeah, Nathan Dunlop. Um, although I think he started to get to his head a bit this year, he was quite nice and humble last year, and now he keeps parading around with his trophies. <laughs> does he bring them to the games with him? Does he? They have snuck out the bag a few times. Yeah. <laughs> is he helpful around the club as well? Does he lead by example? Or? No, he's, yeah, he's a bit. Yeah, I mean, he's very good around the younger players as well. Um, I mean, we're, we're quite a family-orientated sort of team anyway. Quite often on a sideline, a lot of the boys bring their kids along and that. And uh, Nathan's often on sort of daddy daycare duty. So, yeah, no, really good lad. Who's your unsung hero? I think we've got two, actually. Um, we've got Conor McGiffin, who plays for us. Um, I'm not going to say you too much, but Conor will openly tell you that his body is not designed for football anymore. Um, <laughs> so, but he's fantastic. You know, he, he comes along, he helps out with everything. He's actually sponsored us this year as well, which has been a massive help. Oh. And I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. We had a game last year where I think it was the only occasion we ended up with 10 players on the morning of the game. Um, 
Connor was actually due to take his missus out for like, an anniversary meal, and how he pulled this off is beyond me. But we've we've gone to the changing room, we've sort of bit of fun and said, right, come on, boys, let's just fight in. We sit behind the ball, we play with 10 men. Two minutes before kickoff, this large, mysterious figure's come running out the changing rooms, and it was Connor. Connor, <laughs> Connor is a fullback, but he played up top that game, scored the goal of the season, I kid you not. Um, and managed to bag him. Did he get a hat-trick? That's two. He oh, he's got two and he missed the sitter yeah. for the hat-trick. But um, he puts in a real shift behind the scenes. I mean, he's a real, real helper. He helps out with everything. So, yeah, massive props to Connor. And, and another one I'd like to mention as well is Adam. Um, Adam joined us last summer. He's actually good friends with Nathan Dunlop. He came along last summer. Um, I'll be honest, and I'll take the blame, because he probably hasn't played as much as he should. Um but he's a massive help around the club. Like, his attitude's spot on. I mean, we've got a really good bunch of boys in terms of helping out behind the scenes yeah. and getting stuff done, you know, whether it be kit, changing, you know, whatever it is. So, mm. but yeah, those two in particular stand out for me. Those types of characters you just can't, you just can't do without on, on, on grassroots football. We need those players that, that do the extras. If you've got a player actually sponsoring you, I mean, that is priceless in, in itself. It's so hard to get sponsorship and, and get revenue into grassroots football clubs because essentially it's just goodwill they don't really get anything back for it it's not no exactly I mean we've been very very lucky this year I mean we're fortunate enough that a lot of the team um, are actually business owners Um, so we've managed to raise quite a lot of sponsorship to help towards obviously we've got lovely shiny new kits and tracksuits and whatever else Um, and also to help towards the camera costs so um, Kevin Coyle um, who is our Scottish little Scottish striker? He's like a little pit bull. He sponsored us as well. Um, I've sponsored, Connor's sponsored, and we've got another new sponsor on the way, although I'm not allowed to mention it yet, I've been told, as he might get told off as he's not been signed off by a boss yet. But no, yeah, <laughs> we've um, we've got a really good, I mean, we're very close knit, you know, I mean, we all socialise together, so yeah, we've got a really good blend. Fantastic. Right, on to some more general questions about uh, grassroots football. What do you think your league, or what do you think in general, is being done well to develop and support grassroots football? I think, on the whole, I, you know, we, we love it. We, we live and breathe it, you know. I, I certainly wouldn't criticise as such. I think the work that's actually, and I'm not saying this because you're interviewed us either, I would say the work with the referees has been very, very good. Um, we used to have a running joke that some of the referees we used to have in King County League were appalling. <laughs> and I know you're one of them. <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say, I think the improvement in referees has been really good. And it's quite nice to see the younger, sort of younger boys as well. We've had a couple of them, especially in the R&D League, it's quite a few young reps who I imagine are going to be no older than sort of 2021. Yeah. Um, and it's a breath of fresh air, you know. Um, so, yeah, I would say referees definitely going in the right direction. And I think the other thing is the publicity, you know. I think social media plays a big part in that. Yeah. I think it's, it's, you know, whether it be Sundays or Saturdays, and I think your, your, your SC Dons, for example, are probably the pioneers in that, in giving giving this level, that platform to be able to grow and actually show itself. It's always been here. Yeah. People just haven't noticed it before, I would yeah. say. Yeah, I agree with you. I think, I think they've done a fantastic job on making sure um, that eyes are on 
all of grassroots football. I don't, you know, as a, as you say, it was always here before. It was always brilliant before SE Dons. But what they have done is is shown the quality of players that you do find in grassroots football. And there are quality, there are quality players that can't train twice a week or they can't travel the, the up and down the county every every Saturday for football. So they do end up going through, um, going dropping down levels or just playing with mates teams because um, because they can't make the commitment. But there's still some absolute quality players in grassroots football. And, and I, I, I do thank um, Essie Dons for just putting that little... Um, it's given that the focus on them means that teams now people now look at other teams in grassroots football and they do have to take a bit of credit for that I must admit definitely definitely well on the flip side of that question then what would you like to see improve in grassroots football I'll let Taryn answer this one as we both have a big bugbear on a go on Taryn to you well I mean the level is the level so we know of certain things but I would say facilities and the pitches yeah um, for me, I, I that's the main I get it. You know, money's tight, money's thing. It's not easy, and you know, different clubs, different levels. But um, some of the pitches we played last season, I'm not going to name with shame, but some of the facilities were absolutely dismal. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it'd be nice an injection of things to sort of help these clubs and bits and bobs to be able to try and bring it to a you know some sort of standard. You know, is it realistic though, Taron? Um, well, I have dismissed massive bugbear about council pitches. Um, you know, they are generally, especially the further you go down Medway. I mean, I think we're fortunate in Gravesend that there's a couple of all right ones. But on the whole, the council pitches are horrendous yeah. um, around this, you know, especially sort of when you're going to Deeper Kent. Um, they're either cut bald. Yeah. Not, you know, I've, I've not played on one pitch in pre-season you know we've played five games so far um, and even going back to last year I don't know I, can't, I couldn't tell you a good pitch we played on mm. um, I mean even our own pitch suffered last year massively I mean yeah. luckily they're all being ripped up and relayed professionally now um, but the, honestly the standard of them it, it, I think it kills the game as well you know um, one, one thing that stood out for me in in, um, in pre-season and I think we spoke about this off off mic again um, we're playing. I'm, I've been refereeing uh, a one team, one Saturday team. Have asked me to do all of their, um, all of their games. Nick Pitt from the Saturday Manager Show. I'm refereeing all of their um, games in pre-season, and I won't say the name of the, the the place they're playing because they're putting it all over social media on their things anyway. But I won't name them. But they've this this particular ground. I've got one pitch to look after. Um, they're charging over well over a hundred quid for their pitch and you go and it's been bone dry for for four for the last three games I've been there it's been bone dry it was actually it was actually a relief to get on 3G it 3G felt much nicer on the on the joints and all that than than this pitch and these places are and this is a private place they're happy to take lots of money from these clubs but they're not they're not really giving them much back for the money and councils to a certain extent they're they're restricted because their budget is their budget but um, they're still happy to take the eighty quids or the hundred quids for the game, and not, and not really do much for the teams back. And I, 
I do worry that the economic um, the economic downturn that's happened because of um, lockdown just means that the facilities are going to get more and more um, ignored and we're going to struggle to, to, to sort the pitch situation out because no money's going to be coming from the Premier League. By the time the money gets into the Football League, the big clubs... Um, your 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 national uh, your conference clubs and 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 north and south clubs will get the money. Then it goes through the Ryman level and all that. But it, it by the time it gets to grassroots, how much money's left? Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not easy. I mean, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I mean, the worst one I, again, I won't name is shame. Um, but we played at a, at a, a council ground last week in Dartford. Um, I mean, we was told obviously no changes, which is fine. But I kid you not, it was it was there was no grass on it, and what was on it was more like hay. Yeah, um, we had three boys go off within probably forty minutes because they literally could not walk on it, mm. feet ripped to pieces. And we was then told we couldn't. I was told prior we had a toilet facility um, and obviously a tap available. We was then told by the council representative there that no, you can't use any of that. You know, and I, I just think I understand it's difficult and it's a bit of a teething period coming back. But I think, you know, but they wanted to charge 80 quid for it, which obviously Terence, the money man here, so he, well, he certainly wasn't impressed. Uh, but it, yeah, I agree. If you, you know, if you're going to take this amount of money, you need to be able to at least give something back, don't you? I think. Well, I just this it, it's only going to get worse. Prices are only going to get up. There's more and more teams, as you say, your league's got got 10 new teams so that's 10 teams that need a home so what happens the venues put their prices up because if you can't pay their money you just you, you don't play there there's plenty of other teams waiting to get um, a new home so I just can't this supply and demand where I just can see prices going up and and the actual work that goes into some of these pitches some teams do look after their pitches we must remember that but um, but some but some facilities don't care they just want to add an extra 20 quid on every year and do less work for their money and we need we need to to start getting something back for grassroots team teams are folding because they can't afford um to pay for their pitch and their referee on a match day because it's getting up towards 200 250 quid by the time you, you get everything in on a match day it's expensive and as I, i've said this a few times now i think the days of the 10 pound subs might be might be might be coming to an end because um it's becoming far too expensive to play football for some teams yeah i agree i agree um i mean like i say we're lucky enough that we've got fantastic private facility yep so and we've got a lot of generous sponsors so we're in a good place. Um, our boys get a very good, very good deal. Actually, yeah. uh, they get completely kitted out, etc. Um, but yeah, I agree. But that was, I was, in regards to, to answer the question, in short, definitely pitches and facilities. I think they've got to improve them, they, for the game to grow. Absolutely right. On to the last part of the interview, and that's your open forum. You said some thank yous already, um, but is there anyone else you wish to thank behind the scenes? Any more sponsors or, or anyone you want to give a shout out while you've got the podcast listeners? Yeah, massive one actually. Um, just going back to touch on obviously when I, I was saying earlier about the when when ACES was originally formed um, long before the Greenways connection. When it was ACES, ACES clubs, North Kent ACES, we've had quite a few names to be fair. Um, a lot of people in Gravesend will be able to resonate to this. Uh, it was all because of one man in particular, really, Steve Cook. Um, oh, Steve yes. Cook was massive for me and actually most of the boys at Aces. We all played under Steve um, and we won trophy after trophy after trophy. Um, Steve, obviously, our ground is 
two-minute walk from Punjab. Yeah. Um, so Steve often used to pop over at half-time or whatever and come up and watch out, watch out, boys, because he obviously knew us all very well. Um, and obviously it was tragic to hear to hear of his passing. So I mm. think massive thank you to Steve for everything he did for all of us, in particular Aces, and, and pretty much everyone involved in football in Gravesend. Um, and I think it was a fantastic touch from Punjab to rename the ground. Um, I, I was there. Um, on the day of his funeral, when to see to see Steve obviously drive around the pitch one last time, and uh, yeah, I, I, to say I was in a bit of a state, a bit, yeah. a bit of an understatement, but no, yeah, massive well done to Punjab and Chippy over there. I think I think it's a brilliant gesture that they've done. Um, so yeah, massive thank you to them. Any other thank yous? I've got to say that was a great um, a great gesture by, by Punjab to do that. Um, I know they are they are a community focused club, so um, that's quality from them for doing that. Uh, are there any other thank yous you want to say while you while you while we're here? No, I mean obviously thank you to the club um, for the support they give us. Etc. I mean me and Tony in particular give the chairman and George Gill. We we give them a very hard time. Um, <laughs> in fact, we don't stop moaning. To be fair, they dread it when they see us turn up. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I mean we do get looked after generally on a whole. Uh, um, so yeah, massive thank you to the club. Obviously, more most importantly, massive thank you to all the boys. I mean, they probably get sick to death for me and Taron with all our moaning and whinging and that. Um, but we've got a really good setup, really good setup. We, we it's, I think for a lot of the boys, I say where we dropped out of football, I think it's given us that sort of bug back massively. So now we're just looking forward to getting started, and I'm sure we will give you all some uh, some good laughs on on the YouTube channel. Yeah, we look forward to that. Just give people your. Um your social media handles if they want to get in touch with you we're everywhere so we're on twitter as greenway aces ob um i believe that it's the same tag on instagram as well we've also got a facebook page uh i can't remember the youtube channel off the top of my head but the channel is all over all of the social media pages um so yeah tune in and i'm sure you will certainly have a laugh to say the least but we would certainly like you to anyway <laughs> uh sam taran uh thanks for coming on guys it's been really good to talk to you as i say um i didn't know very much about the um r and d um before um starting the all around the league show but it's been really great to see uh, more and more teams becoming involved in social media and and yourselves and grand are pretty much the the trailblazers it seems on that front for the for the league so keep up all the good work and i look forward to uh watching your youtube channel and seeing your progress over the season brilliant thank you mate. Nice one, guys. thank you very much having trouble tracking who can play and who can't Download Down to Play before your next match. The first app to purely focus on player availability. Get Down to Play for free in the App Store and Google Play. This week's Selk podcast was brought to you by Down to Play, the simple app for next game availability.